the IBM Cloud Podcast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloud Podcast. We are hosts from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. My name is Ian Lynch. And I'm Steve Choquette. And today, guys, we're joined in studio by our guest, Suzanne Ulrich, who is the one of our worldwide leads for the IBM Watson team. Suzanne, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm really excited to talk with both of you today. So, Suzanne, as part of actually our last call, we had Chris Gobbler on, and Chris was talking to us around, basically he was talking to around one of the runs on the AI ladder, which is Analyze, where we build and scale, but more so with trust and transparency. Of course, we need to trust our data, what we're doing it before we can move forward with it and actually get some meaning out of this data. Um, but that's all well and good, right? Because now we're at the point, Suzanne, where we're at the next run of the ladder. And that's what you're here today to talk to us about. And that one is Infuse. So this is more so around operationalizing your AI through, basically through the business, right? So if we want to talk around the top of the ladder, what exactly does this mean to Infuse and what business problems are we solving with Infuse? Besides the word being Infuse being a really cool like buzzword, what does it really mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it is also the top of the ladder. Um, but let's talk about what that means. So, you know, when we talk about uh, infusing, we want to infuse AI inside of the applications and business processes. So some examples uh, of conversations that I have with customers in this area is how they want to speed up the time to value with pre-built AI applications um, for some, some common use cases. Uh, an example might be customer service. Um, another example of how my customers are infusing AI includes things like automating knowledge work or business processes. Uh, for particular industries, they may be adopting AI-driven frameworks. Uh, and most importantly, you know, most of my customers really want to innovate and create new business models that are powered by AI. Uh, in short, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for AI to improve many internal processes in companies such as HR, procurement, and finance. Uh, and also externally used processes, right? Ones on how do you go to market, how do you sell to your customers and support them. Uh, and, you know, as you mentioned, right, you've had some other discussions around other rungs of the AI ladder. Uh, I think it's important to note that it really doesn't imply that you have to start at the bottom and work your way up the ladder. Um, you can really start at the infuse rung uh, at any time uh, and in parallel with perhaps the activities in some of the other rungs of the ladder. So, you know, I was thinking about putting up the Christmas lights around my house and how they tell you not to step on the top rung of the ladder. But in this case, we want to do infuse. Absolutely. And so, and so you know, is this something that, that we can do incrementally so I could start in one process and move? Or, or is it something I have to do across my business? How do, if, if I'm a, a, a large enterprise, for example, how do I infuse AI across my business? Yeah, absolutely, Steve. You can do this incrementally. A uh, customer really has a lot of different options on where they want to start their journey, depending on their business priorities and challenges. One of the things that I typically would recommend uh, as a starting point is what we call an AI journey workshop. And this really helps the customer to identify and prioritize um, the use cases where they think they have an opportunity to leverage AI. 
So this will allow them to implement, um, you know, a smaller use case, one that can provide value uh, and is really feasible. Um, often our clients will implement something internally first, uh, and then they'll turn the power of AI to the business and externally facing clients. So do it stepwise. Find find the one that brings the most return on investment that's a hot priority and then move to the next and the next and the next. Good. That, that works. So, and I think Ian actually used this word. He talked about operationalizing AI, and I tend to think of that as the DevOps for AI. So, you know, with AI, you've got your data, you've got your insights, you've got metadata and all that stuff. Um, is it really, you know, DevOps, is this like an AI ops? And what does a, a business get if they operationalize their AI? Or maybe even what does it mean if I operationalize an AI? Yeah, Steve, absolutely. I think that's a great comparison. You know, funny enough, um, one of my prior roles, I actually led IBM's DevOps practice. And, you know, I would always talk to customers uh, that DevOps success was depending on thinking about people, processes, and tools. And I think the same thing applies to AI. You know, in my current role, um, talking to customers, I help companies see the benefit of creating an AI-specific operations team to sit between the various stakeholders. For example, the line of business experts, data scientists, operations, and application developers. You know, this is really um, an effective way that they can ensure that AI is properly infused from the identification and selection of use cases, you know, that we just talked about that might take place during uh, an AI journey workshop through releasing and maintaining and production. You know, they need to think about the same things that they need uh, for code, for example, monitoring, managing those AI assets that they're putting into production working with teams to deploy and update those AI assets over time, uh, ensuring they work with IT operations so that they scale and they're supported. Uh, and then finally, working with those business process owners uh, to ensure that we're continually looking at it, understanding and auditing it. Uh, and then finally, you know, much like DevOps, I think it's important that there's a well-designed DevOps tool chain so that you can automate the handover of AI assets to production. So I heard you mentioning a couple of times here, Suzanne, around the AI journey workshop. Is this basically IBM's solution for the infuse section of the AI ladder? Or maybe, sorry, I, I just heard it. So I kind of, I, I, I focus more so on that. Maybe, can you explain a little bit what is an AI journey workshop? Because it sounds like the, the kind of, the perfect solution for kind of getting all this together. Bundle everybody into a room, let's get something. And we walk out at the end of the day and we have something actually meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. So an AI journey workshop um, typically can, you know, range maybe a half a day. And what we do is we want to bring in all of the various stakeholders um, that are important to the conversation. So this would include uh, folks from the line of business. Um, it would obviously probably include some of um, the folks from IT. Uh, and you basically, we facilitate a conversation, um, first identifying, you know, what are your business priorities? What are the business challenges? And we facilitate that conversation and, you know, through using sticky notes and things like that, start to put up ideas, uh, and use cases 
where AI could help you address those uh, business objectives. Uh, and then at the end of that, right, we have this list of, of use cases and we start to kind of prioritize and identify which ones are the most feasible, but also provide value. And then at the end of that, we kind of come to a consensus on, you know, maybe one or two of the use cases. And then after that, we would have a much more in-depth sort of session um, to drill down on that use case. Nice. So a full day of actually work. So basically, if I was getting to the phase of actually infusing my data, or sorry, to the infused run of the ladder, this is something that I absolutely would need to be considering, right? Yeah, absolutely. And this is something, um, you know, that IBM is, is, is happy to offer you. Sorry, let me start over. <laughs> um, absolutely. The AI Journey Workshop is something that we're happy to offer customers as they start to think about their journey uh, to infuse AI in their organization. So that kind of brings me on actually nicely to my next question, where I'm going to ask you for basically two walkaways for our listeners. But my understanding already is, Suzanne, that the AI journey workshop is something definitely where you should at least consider when starting this off, right? Yes, for sure. Okay, so what's the second one then? Um, I think another walk away is really the fact that um, what we're seeing is customer service is, is really a focus uh, for, for many of the customers and where they start. You know, this is really being transformed um, through the introduction of AI-powered virtual assistants. Uh, you know, these assistants, many of us uh, interact with them every day. Um, they really can answer our questions in natural language. Um, and then they also have the ability to search vast amounts of unstructured data to find the, the appropriate answers. I, I guess I might want to add a third one, though, um, and that is that you know, AI is also streamlining back office processes. Uh, for example, you know, we have insurance companies where insurance claims can now automatically be processed. And this really eliminates the needs for thousands of hours of human effort. So it's, it's kind of interesting because, you know, I've watched, I've been with IBM a while and I've watched how we're actually rolling out some of what you said uh, within IBM. So we've got like chat bots for HR, for IT help and for travel. So I, I imagine that, that uh, we will start seeing them all over businesses in the future. Yeah, absolutely. We, we really see um, four sort of patterns of where most companies are starting to adopt AI. One of them is exactly what you just mentioned, and that really is creating virtual assistants um, that provide employees with quick answers to their questions. So these might things be things like human resource questions, company policy and procedure, or IT support related uh, questions. You know, I have a customer um, that through the adoption of a virtual agent was able to reduce their resolution times by 78%, you know, so that question that would have taken a day uh, I got answered relatively quickly. So, so really making an impact. Um, another area that we're seeing uh, is the adoption of virtual assistants for customer service. And this is really, you know, again, another area where probably in our real lives you are interacting with these virtual assistants as customers um, for, to a company. And, you know, we want to get our answer 24-7. Um, we want to be able to get that question through whatever channel might be most comfortable for us, whether it's a cell phone, it might be a web. Um, so imagine, you know, interacting with a virtual assistant that can start a ticket from a Twitter feed and close it by signing up your user for your new product. 
Um, you know, we have a lot of large banks all over the world, and they're seeing improved call center resolution time, you know, by up to 80%. So again, another uh, key area where customers should think about how they might leverage virtual assistants. Um, and then finally, and this is really one of the most exciting, you know, areas when I go and talk to customers, and this is really how can AI enable experts and knowledge workers. So, you know, imagine... Imagine, you know, that you're on an oil rig in the middle of the Indian Ocean uh, and, you know, you need to go and fix a part, monitor a part on that oil rig. Uh, in the past, right, you probably had to either have that knowledge in your head or go and bring out this big, huge manual. Well, this actually is a real customer of ours. And through AI, we really automated for that knowledge worker um, where they can use things like visual recognition. Um, speech to text, natural language understanding um, to really fix a, a part on this oil rig in the middle of the Indian Ocean. I mean, I think that's just really, you know, a tremendous uh, feat that they've done. And you can think of many other applications in various other industries. Yeah, I know for me, whenever I fly around, and I know you've been doing some flying too, Suzanne, I know for me, I want my airline mechanic to, and my airline pilot to be the very best person that company has. You know, planes can't fall apart in the air. That's just not a good thing. I, um, you know, and I'm thinking that, that you know, that last one there about, uh, like you used the example with the oil and gas company. I mean, not only do companies have employees that are retiring, but, you know, the people stay with companies, especially tech companies. They stay with those companies a whole lot less than they used to. And so, you know, when they leave or retire, that knowledge goes with them. And, and yet you want to share it with your next your, your rest of your employees. Yeah, you know, that's a really great point. Um, and we actually see that, you know, you just talked about how it helps with the kind of the knowledge, right, of uh, that tribal knowledge. Um, but we also see that with um, the virtual assistants that we're helping companies adopt for their agents. So one of our banks, in fact, saw um, onboarding times of new agents reduced by 40% because these brand new agents now have access to assistance that were built by, you know, subject matter experts, agents that have been um, doing that job for a really long time. So I think that's a really good point that you just brought up. You know, I, I guess one final example, right? I mean, just kind of to make this, you know, real to people, um, there is a really interesting um, story about a small town that um, was able, a news station uh, proactively pushed out a text notification um, to people in a particular area that a tornado was coming. And, you know, some mother that was home with their child got this and went down into the basement, you know, covered up, uh, you know, themselves with, with a with a mattress, uh, and it saved their lives. So again, you know, we've talked a lot about customer service and knowledge workers, but it's really also saving lives. So I think there's a lot of examples of that as well. All right, great. You know, as we finish up here, I'm going to let you give a quick shout out. I know that the Data and AI Forum is being held this month, I think the 21st to the 24th in Miami. What do, you know, anybody that attends, what were they likely to hear and see? 
Yeah, well, I'm really excited um, about this upcoming Data and AI Forum. Um, and actually, it's held in my hometown in Miami. Oh. Uh, and yeah, and so what um, what you can expect to see there, we're going to have you know more than 100 sessions. Uh, we're going to have keynotes, breakout sessions, technical sessions, um, client sessions. Those are always my favorite, where we hear from all of our successful clients and how they're using our solutions. Uh, and then there'll be hands-on labs. Um, so I really think it's a tremendous opportunity um, to hear from you know our customers, you know your peers. How are they um, being successful? Uh, and then you'll also hear from our offering management team. So you'll get a preview, right, of what's new, what's the future direction of IBM's data and II portfolio. And as I said, um, I'll, I live here in Miami, so I look forward to hopefully meeting lots of you. Awesome. Well, Suzanne, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was super informative all the way through. And guys, if you want to get to find out a little bit more about this, get yourself down to Miami by the sounds of it. Right, Suzanne? Absolutely. It's the place to be, according to Suzanne as well. And yeah, she's going to host everybody at her house, I think. Awesome. We'll just pop your email and phone number into the description and everyone can give you yeah, a call Yeah, look at the address. <laughs> everybody will come by. Big party. Absolutely. Well, Suzanne, again, thank you so much for being on the show. <clears throat> and guys, for myself and Steve, as always, thanks for joining in. See you next time on the IBM Cloud Podcast.